Welcome, Rochester Christian Church. We're so glad that you're joining us tonight. Welcome to all those who are joining us through Facebook, through our live stream, through YouTube. We thank you that you're here tonight. This is a time to come together as a church. This is a time to come together as the body of Christ. That's what we're doing. My name is Cindy Cox, and I am very blessed to lead the healing ministry here at Rochester Christian Church. We also have another healing ministry that meets at Living Grace Church on Monday nights. So welcome to all of you who are joining through our healing ministry as well. I have a very special guest with me tonight. This is my dear, dear friend, Freddie. I met Freddie two years ago when she came into our healing meeting for the first time. And at that point, Freddie was diagnosed with cancer. So here we are. Two years later, and look at this beautiful woman. Freddie is in the midst of her healing journey. But my topic tonight, which is Psalm 91, the God shield of protection, even now, during the coronavirus pandemic, this psalm has been so powerful in Freddie's life, also in Kent's and my life. So we're both going to be sharing a piece of our testimony as well as meditating through the psalm of protection with you tonight. So Freddie has a beautiful song that she's going to be singing for us. This is very close and dear to her heart. This is a song that just pours out her heart knowledge of her walk with God, abiding with him in the secret place and knowing his goodness and knowing his faithfulness. So go ahead, Freddie, with your song. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of and all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able oh I will sing of the goodness of God, I love your voice, you have led me through the fire, and in darkest night, you are close like no other, I've known you as a father, I've known you as a friend, oh I was saying, of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. 
He's so faithful. Freddie, your story, your testimony is a testimony for us right now in this world that we're living in. So many of us are in the midst of a, uh, well, the world is in the midst of a pandemic unlike anything we've ever experienced before. Freddie has lived through two years of relying on the faithfulness of God and on the promises of God and on his faithfulness. So, Freddie, will you share just uh, briefly about how God has protected you and shown you his faithfulness during your healing journey? Yes, Cindy. Um, like, I, like you mentioned, the journey has been now two years, and um, it started off with a surgery. Through the surgery, God protected me. And because I didn't know what was happening at that time, it was such a shock to me and it all happened so fast, but right through that surgery and through the hospital uh, stay, God 
protected me and like I recovered from that surgery so fast. Yes. And I was like, you know, up and about again. Supernaturally, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it was like yes. amazing. Like I was just, um, yes, know, just back I to my I remember visiting self. you like a week after the yes. surgery. And you ministered to me more than I ministered to you. Yes, because I felt fine. Yes. I felt okay. And uh, sometimes like, you know, when you don't know too much, it's better. Yes. The less you know, That's the true. better. <laughs> Good word for today, yes. guys. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. Sometimes the less you know, the better. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't ha have a clue exactly what was going on in me, but all they said was that you've got cancer at stage four. For those of you who don't know the whole story, it was stage four cancer. And then they said, okay, go home and rest for six weeks, and then we will decide on what chemo treatment to give you. So, um, Cut a long story short, we went to the U of M for a second opinion, and they knew what kind of chemo to give me, so they started chemo. Mm -hmm. And I started chemo uh, in June 2018, and I continued that chemo all the way up to August 2019. Wow. Yeah, every two wow. weeks. Wow, so had over a year. Yeah, just under a year. Oh, actually, over a year. Yes, so how did you months. do through the process of the chemo? Well, I want to share the good things that God did for me in spite of the fact that I'm still not completely healed. Of, with, I'm according having, to man. According to man. Yes. I have not had that report of healing. But the good things that happened to me was I had no major symptoms. Hallelujah. So Hallelujah. All, my body felt like and still feels as if it was before I even got that diagnosis. Friends, do you hear that? Freddie right. has gone through a year plus of chemo, and she said her body, her, her physical body, she feels or felt and continues to feel just like she did before. She feels well. Yeah. That is Psalm 91 protection. Yeah, and sometimes I wonder, well, I don't know what's going on because I don't feel anything. That's God protecting yeah, you. I don't, like, so, Freddie, have you literally spoken that over your body? Yes. Yes. I know I've prayed it with you. Yes, and, and the funny thing is I'm praying it over my body because it's like in the psalm, like later on I'll mention it, it's like it comes, it's very deceptive. Yes. It's been very deceptive. And um, like again, to talk about the good things. Yes. Is that when I take the chemo, I don't feel any nausea. Praise God. Praise God. And I have high energy. Praise God. And I have a great appetite. Praise God. And that has been consistent right up to today. Yes. And look how beautiful you are, Freddie. You've got the cutest haircut around. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I mean, like, yes. I, I thought that when I had my hair cut, well, the thing is, like, I didn't even lose my hair very much. I didn't, like, lose all my hair. But it thinned out a bit. So I decided to get a nice short haircut, and it looks better. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, and the good, other good things are, like, I was able to travel to the UK wow. in November. Wow. It was like about a 20-hour a journey, between yes. a 15-hour to a 20-hour journey, and I was perfectly fine. Wow. And um, I was able to go visit my family, my, my newborn niece, yes. and I had a great time, and I was able to meet my friends who are praying for me over there and, like, you know, testify to many people about the way God is protecting me. And uh, many of you know I worked in, worked in the palace, in Buckingham Palace, and... There were people I met there who, when they saw me, they were shocked because when they heard, they were praying for me thinking that I was this person who was 
stage four cancer, just about to die, basically. You know, mm-hmm. you know that, that's what I thought before. But God, this God, but, has, God. God, but God, God has protected me. And so I am not in that situation, which I thought that I could have been. You know, I'm in a much better situation and uh, I just thank God because even the experience, the last two years, the experience has shown me so much, opened my eyes to things that I never knew before. Like I, I, used, I was brought up on divine healing and so I had no idea about any diseases or sickness and, and now I am aware and I can empathize with people who are going through the same situation. And uh, when I pray, there's more compassion there's and more there's compassion, more understanding. More faith, more, more fervency. Faith. Yeah. So Your heart, exactly. just like when Jesus was moved with compassion, yeah. healing resulted. Yeah. And Freddie, you have that precious treasure in yeah. you because of where, where you're at. And I also see you as a huge testimony to others, even here, right now in the season that we're in. Freddie has used the medical yeah. system. She has trusted God for her doctors, for the medicine. And that's what we are praying for so many today. We are praying for the frontline people. We are praying for medicine. We are praying for breakthrough medically. And of course, we are giving Jesus lordship over it all. Amen. Yes. Oh, Freddie, yes. thank you so much for sharing. And you're gonna, she's going to keep sharing through this, the rest of this evening. But I want to share another short testimony before I share the um, psalm. Many of you know that my husband also had a huge attack. He had a heart attack, actually, on Christmas Day this year. I believe that we were supernaturally protected by God. I also believe that our paths were supernaturally ordained. In those two ways, I believe that God saved my husband's life. I'm not going to go into all of the details right now, but I praise God because we're his children and he loves us. Because of what we're going to dig into now as we meditate on this psalm, I believe that God protected us. We made some mistakes. We didn't realize that the symptoms that Kent was having for almost a week were symptoms of a heart attack. We even got on a plane and we flew to Florida. There were all sorts of things that we did, but God protected my husband. He was in the right place. He got amazing medical care, and he is completely whole. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's get into the scripture. The scripture that you're going to see on the screen is a personalized scripture, and I'm going to be praying it for all of us, but I'm also going to stop and meditate on it. This is how I pray Psalm 91. So I'm just going to pray here, right here, in this living room, the way that I pray in my own home. Psalm 91. We dwell, excuse me, we dwell in the shelter, the secret place of the Most High, and we will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no enemy can withstand. So this verse part of the scripture has two parts. Part A is dwelling in the shelter, dwelling in the secret place of the Most High God. That refers to relationship. That refers to an intimate, familiar relationship with God the Most High, 
the most high God. That means higher, above, more, bigger than everything else in our life. And when we dwell, when we continue in that place of relationship with God, then we remain secure and we rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This name for God, the Almighty God, is, is El Shaddai. And it means our all-sufficient God. The God who is all-sufficient for every need that we have. And when we dwell in the secret place, that is when we remain secure and we rest in the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no enemy can withstand. And that's good news. The next line says, I will say of the Lord, God, you're my refuge. You're my fortress. You're my God in whom I trust with great confidence and on whom I rely. Notice the first three words in that scripture. I will say. There's such power in our words. There's such power in the words that we speak. And I believe this is a clue right now that we need to speak out loud. We need to declare God is our refuge. God is our fortress. And we need to declare our trust in him. Freddie, when you were singing the song, both songs, the, um, um, the first one, It Is Well With My Soul, and the second one, that God, I trust you. God, you are, are faithful to me and you are so good. As we put our trust in him and we verbalize it or we sing it back to him, something rises up in our heart and there is power in our words. The next verse says, <laughs> good news, for he will rescue us from every trap and he will protect us from deadly pestilence. Wow. He will rescue us from every trap. He will rescue us from the snare of the fowler. Think about a trap. Think about an animal trap, a mouse trap, a rabbit trap, a bear trap, whatever. Think of a trap right now. The trap is designed specifically for the animal. The trap is baited specific for that animal. The enemy does a very similar thing with us. He sets a trap that he knows that, that is the spot, that is the place where he could, he could possibly snare us, whatever that might be. It might be a fear. It might be, in my case, I was healed of cancer. So it might be the fear or symptoms in regards to recurring cancer. It's, it, he knows our, our spots. He knows our, our soft spots or whatever you want to call them. But here's the good news. This scripture says that when we abide in the secret place under the shadow of the Almighty, that he will rescue us from that trap and he will prevent us from taking the bait. He will give us the, the way out of that temptation. Second part of this line says he will protect us from deadly pestilence. That's what we're in right now. Coronavirus, deadly pestilence, a pandemic, an epidemic, a viral uh, uh, a disease or a fatal disease. Those are all examples. But this promise says that God will protect us from deadly pestilence. 
Then he will cover me and completely protect me with his feathers. And under his wings, I will find refuge. I think this is my favorite part of the whole psalm. I love this. Whenever I read this part, whenever I meditate on it, I see myself literally wrapped in his wings. I see the, 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 the shadow of God, the wings of God, the arms of God literally wrapping around me and drawing me close to his heartbeat, to his warmth, to his love. I, I learned as I was studying this out that a mama hen, when she has her brood of chicks, those chicks just literally run all over, play and peck and learn and grow, and they just scatter all over the place. If there's an animal of prey, that mother hen can't possibly run around and gather them all together and put them under her wings to protect them. She can't do it. So instead, she opens her wings. She calls to her baby chicks. Those baby chicks know the voice of their mother. They know the warning call. They come running to their mama. Mama hen wraps those baby chicks in her wings, draws them close to her, and she is their protection. That animal of prey, the only way that that animal can get to those baby chicks is to get to the mother first. So let's relate that to us. This scripture says that he will cover me and protect me with his feathers. And under his wings, I'll find refuge. But here's the key. It's up to us to choose to seek that refuge under his wings. God is so committed to us. He's so good. He's so faithful. Yet at the same time, we can reject his outstretched arms if we so choose. God's refuge is there for us, but it's not automatic. But when we do run to him in faith, the enemy has to go through God to get to us. And that is not going to happen. The next line. Knowing his truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. Knowing his truth. It's not just the truth that's there. It is knowing his truth. In John 8, verses 31 and 32, the scripture says, Jesus is speaking. He's speaking to the Jews who believed him. And now this refers to you and I, Freddie, and to all of his children, because we're believers. Yeah. So Jesus is speaking to us, and he says, if, if, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. The truth is his word. The truth, that's what Freddie's been doing for the last two years. She's been abiding in his word. She's been speaking his word and his word has been growing and growing and feeding and nurturing and edifying Freddie's heart. So we need to know his truth, but also his faithfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Hebrews 11, 11 says, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Notice Sarah conceived because she judged 
him faithful who had promised. God is faithful. That's truth. God is faithful. But until we judge him as faithful, until our heart says, God, you are faithful, that's when it, the seed is conceived. That's when our faith arises. That's when our faith seed is conceived. When, Freddie, you were singing that song, that's what you were singing, your heart. Freddie told me, she says, I don't know if I can even do this because this song is so precious and dear to my heart. She says, I just close my eyes and sing to God, to an audience of one, because she was declaring God's faithfulness. Freddie has judged God faithful, and that's why we see what we see in this woman right here, right now. So the scripture, Psalm 91 says, knowing his truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. Let me tell you the difference. The shield of faith gives us spiritual protection. Ephesians 6.15, lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith upon which you can quench all the flaming missiles of the wicked one. Thank you, Jesus. With the shield of faith, knowing God is good, knowing his word is true, knowing that when he says by his stripes we were healed, that by his stripes we were healed, when we have that shield of faith in place, all of those missiles, symptoms, a sore throat, a cough, a fever, um, a, a predisposed um, issues with your body, maybe asthma or COPD or an autoimmune disorder, those missiles that are shot at you, God says that he gives you spiritual protection. He gives you a shield. But that's not all. He also provides a buckler. The word buckler is sometimes translated a bulwark. The buckler, the bulwark, refer to a strong tower. Think about Jerusalem. Those of you who have been there, Kent and I were blessed to visit Jerusalem. There is a wall around the city of Jerusalem. The wall was, was built for a purpose so that, it, the, that we could defend, the soldiers could defend the city and also so that they could see the enemy coming this bulwark that God promises us provides us with spiritual fortification. That means strengthening against attack. So listen, this is what we have. When we know God's truth, when we know he is faithful, he gives us a shield of protection and he gives us a bulwark, which is spiritual fortification, being built up being edified, being um, strengthened against the attack. Freddie, you're living it. You're living it. You are living this supernatural strength that doesn't even make sense. Praise God. Praise God. I'm going to read just a couple more scriptures about this spiritual fortification quickly. Habakkuk 3.19. Listen to this. The Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery, 
and my invincible army. We have an army. We have a Calvary. Our God is our Calvary. Philippians 4, 7. That peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. That word garrison is a military term. God used a military term in the scripture. Last week I talked about the victory of peace. We have his peace, which is a spiritual protection surrounding our heart and our mind, our soul. Thank you, Jesus. The next part of the psalm. I shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor of the arrow, the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. Every evil known to mankind falls into one of these four categories, terror, arrows, pestilence, or destruction. But the good news is that God has offered us deliverance from them all if we abide in the secret place under the shadow of the Almighty God. This psalm, Psalm 91, is a preventative measure that God has given to his children against every known evil known to mankind. The terrors of the night refers to all evils that can come through men. Let me give you a few examples. Kidnapping, robbery, rape, murder, terrorism. The arrow that flies by day. Intentional, specific enemy assignments directed toward your life to defeat you, targeted specifically towards any area where your mind has not yet been renewed with the word of God. But this promise says that assignments may rise up, but God has promised they will not hit their target. What the enemy has planned for destruction will be turned around for good. Amen. Amen. I believe that. Amen. The third category is where we're, we're at right now in our world. We shall not be afraid of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. If you're fighting fear right now, this is a promise to take hold of. This is a promise to put in your heart, to speak out loud, to be your medicine. That according to Psalm 91, he says, we shall not be afraid of the pestilence. We have a choice, friends. We have a choice which thoughts to feed which thoughts to receive, which thoughts to um, meditate on. We can allow fear or we can allow the word of God. But speaking this word, I shall not be afraid of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, is a powerful word for us to declare today. The fourth category is destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. And this refers to destruction or sudden death over which we have no control. For example, natural disasters or accidental death. 
And right now, I believe the pandemic yeah, falls into like this. Now. Yes, because we can't control it. No. It is a pestilence, but it also yeah. falls into this. God says, don't be afraid. A thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it's not going to come near me. You know, in the past, Freddie, when I would read those numbers, they were so huge. I didn't even, they didn't, didn't even comprehend. Somehow those numbers yeah. are becoming more real yep. because we are seeing thousands. We are seeing tens of thousands. But the promise oh, is so that it shall not come near us. Amen. Only as spectators shall we be, ourselves inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High God, as we witness the reward of the wicked, because we've made the Lord our refuge and the Most High our dwelling place. Destruction will not approach the one who chooses to believe and trust in his word. No evil shall befall me or any plague or calamity come near my dwelling. I've really been settling in this this, this specific yeah. part of the psalm yeah. because of my family. And I know so many of you yeah. have family members that you are declaring Psalm 91 over. Don't stop. Yeah. Even if the coronavirus has attacked your family, don't stop. Don't stop declaring this word. No evil will befall you or your family in the, in the name of Jesus. Yeah. This is how I see myself right now. My children are, are under my covenant. And I am under the covenant of Almighty God. I see literally my children literally under my wings, under my authority. And yet my children are grown. But I still continue to speak the word of God. I continue to speak the psalm over my children and my grandchildren. And I see them all under my arms, under my wings. And I see me under the wings of God. So we are all in that place of protection. Another thing that I like to envision when I meditate on this is the, the Passover, mm. where um, God instructed the Israelites to paint their door frames with the blood of Jesus. So that's what I do. I see not just my door frames, because my kids don't live in my home, but I see my heart, because they're my, they're my heart. My family is just part of me. So I see the blood of Jesus just being painted, being wa washed over me, my door, my home, my children, my family, my grandchildren. And according to the word of God, the destroyer must pass over my home, my children, and my grandchildren. For he will give his angels charge over me to accompany and defend and preserve me in all my ways. They shall bear me up on their hands, lest I dash my foot against a stone. We have the precious gift of the angelic realm. I am praying right now for you. I am praying for guardian angels of protection. I am praying for ministering angels, especially those who have loved ones in the hospital. I have been praying this over the last few days as I've been getting more and more prayer requests for people who are hospitalized without their family members. I am praying that there is literally angelic presence ministering to you, comforting you, loving you. And I also pray for warring angels Mm -hmm. warring angels 
that are warring against the plan of the enemy, the attack of the enemy. Guardian angels, warring angels, and ministering angels. I take the promise in the word, and I stand believing God at his word, and I declare it for you. At this point, the scripture takes a, a, a new direction. It's like a Y in the road. The first part of the scripture has all been about God's protection for us. But now it switches, and it talks about the authority that we have been commissioned with over the works of the enemy. I'm going to read Luke 10, 19 first. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you. We've been given authority. But that authority isn't automatic. It's ours, but it's not automatic. We have to stand up, exercise that authority, and we do it through the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We do it through the powerful, fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous man. And that's what Freddie and I are going to be praying here in about five minutes. Let's go back to the scripture. I shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent shall I trample underfoot. I shall tread. I want you to imagine with me for a moment a tank. The biggest, hugest, strongest, most powerful military tank that you have ever imagined. Envision that tread. Envision what it does to everything it runs over. It flattens it. It smushes it completely. Now, imagine with me the power of your words, the power of your prayers as a tread over the lion, the cobra, the young lion, and the serpent. Let me talk for just a moment about each one of those categories. We have the power with our authority to tread upon lion problems. Lion problems are bold, loud, forthright problems that come right out in the open to hit us head on. They often seem insurmountable. This coronavirus pandemic is a lion problem. Freddie, cancer diagnosis, that's a lion problem. I know, I lived through it. I know what it felt like. I know how overwhelming it was until I started to tread upon it with the word of God. Young lion problems, less obvious, smaller issues, but they have the potential to grow into full-scale problems if we don't recognize them. Here's some examples of lion problems. Feeding on the problem, negative, negative words, negative um, um, feeding your heart with negative stuff, the news. It's a big one right now. Often, Things like this, negative thoughts, distractions, things like that can grow as we feed. Because what, what are we feeding? We're feeding fear. We're feeding the problem. And they can grow. And what we are unintentionally doing is receiving the enemy's purpose of stealing, killing, and destroying 
instead of God's purpose of the rich and satisfying life that he's promised us. The third category are cobra problems. Cobra problems are like a snake in the grass, an undercover attack that has the potential to bring sudden death. Deceptive schemes that keep us blinded. And the example I want to use are strongholds of sin, where we are opening the door to the enemy. And I'm not going to go into depth about what that might be. In my life, I will tell you, in my life, the great sin that was in my life before I repented and ran to God and changed my heart, the sin in my life was idolatry. I had everything and anything above God in my life. So cobra problems are another problem that we have the power to tread upon with the mighty word of God. And the fourth problem, the fourth category, are serpent problems. Serpent problems are fictional, unfounded fears, counterfeits. Many times there are counterfeit symptoms, counterfeit arrows that are, that are shot at us. Yes, reports. Reports of doctors, um, symptoms, different things that have the potential, if we take the bait, to be very, very destructive. And they often lead to vain imaginations, fearful thoughts and vain imaginations. I know that you've had to fight off those, Freddie. I've had to as well. It's a common tactic of the enemy. But the promise is, think of that tank. We have the power to tread upon them with our authority as believers. And now we're going to finish up this psalm with the last section. And you'll notice on the screen there's a blank. Put your name in that blank. I'm going to do that right now for Freddie and I. Freddie and Cindy, because you've set your love upon me, because you know and understand my name, because you have a personal knowledge of my mercy, my love and kindness, because you trust me and rely on me, knowing that I will never forsake you. No, never. I'm going to continue in a minute, but I just want to settle here. This passage, this passage challenges us to love God and to know his love. It challenges us once again to put our trust in him, to put our eyes on his goodness, his faithfulness, and his love. Because <laughs> Father God, he's a good daddy. And just like any good, good father, he is indulgent with his promises to his children. And true protection has everything to do with closeness. So this promise continues. And God says, Cindy, know that I will never forsake you. No, never. Therefore, I will deliver you. I will set you on high. Uh, you shall call upon me, baby girl, and I will answer you. 
I will be with you in trouble. I will rescue you and honor you with long life. With a full lifespan, I shall satisfy you and show you the fullness of my salvation. That's God's promise to us. I have stood on this word, trusting God through it all. I want to pray a prayer right now for this last section, this section of, of that God says, my children, come to me, come close to me. Let me love you. I want to pray a scripture over you. Paul prayed the scripture over the church, and I want to pray it over you right now. This is from the um, Message Bible, Ephesians chapter 3. Right now, Papa, I get down on my knees before you. This magnificent Father who parcels out all heaven and earth. Father, I ask you to strengthen your people by your spirit. Not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him, that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth. Test its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He doesn't do it by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. So Father, I thank you for this psalm of protection. And I pray that the Spirit of God stirs hearts tonight in a new way to receive this word into our heart and that we conceive this word. And because we judge you faithful, God, to your word, that this word comes to pass in our lives and in the lives of our loved ones. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we begin our prayer, we're going to go, friends, for another 15 minutes. We want to let you know that we are here to pray corporately, so stay with us. Yes. But I want to let you know that my notes are going to be on our website. And can we put them on the church website as well, Nick? Okay, Nick said we can also put them on the church website because I want you to be able to meditate this psalm in a powerful way in your own prayer life at home. So we will put that on our um, Jesus Christ Heals Today website, as well as the church website. They'll be up there tomorrow morning. So, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. I want to just address some of the prayers that have been coming in right now through our, our FaceTime feed. First of all, I want to pray for Kevin, Kevin Hooper. Oh, Lord, I agree with you, Kevin. This is a time to pray for our front line, for our doctors, our nurses, 
our hospital staff, our emergency EMS people, our fire department, like we've never prayed before. Father, I pray for your powerful, supernatural mm -hmm. anointing, yes, Jesus. Yes, working God. through them and the calling mm -hmm. that you put on their lives. Amen with a supernatural Holy Spirit resurrection power that works through them mightily to heal, to restore, to save, to comfort, to love with your compassion, to care for the sick. I pray for these people, Father. I pray strength, inner strength and physical strength. I pray rest that is multiplied even beyond the hours that they sleep at night. Mm -hmm. I pray protection around them and their family from the virus itself. I pray wisdom and I pray angelic uh, presence yes. just surrounding them and girding them up and ministering to yes. them. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you. Um, Freddie, would you pray? I see that Al has a cousin who is a nurse at St. John Hospital who's been sick. Yeah. And her three children. So would you please pray for Jennifer and her three children? Jennifer, the nurse, and her three children. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, Father God, we just bring Jennifer, Lord, who's a nurse, Lord, and she's been on the front line, oh God. And Father, I just pray right now that you will touch her body, Lord. Yes, Lord, that you will touch her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, O oh God. Lord, that you will take this sickness away from her, Lord. Lord, that she will, that before this could even progress, that it's going to be taken away, O oh God. You're going to heal her, Lord. We just come together in agreement, Lord, because by your stripes, she has already been healed. And Lord, I pray that she will uh, have the, uh, the opportunity, Lord, to uh, have someone minister to her, Lord, and yes. to just uh, yes. uh, show her the word and help her to have faith that God, you are going to heal her, oh God. Thank you, and Jesus. I, and I pray and commit her three children to you, oh God, as well. Lord, cover them, Lord. Protect them, Lord. Do not let this uh, virus touch their bodies, oh God. Amen. Lord Jesus, you, Jesus, you are an omnipotent God. You are an omnipresent God, and you yeah. can just walk right there right now. Even as we pray, and you can touch them, Lord, and touch her body, oh God. Yes. And I pray that, Lord, you'll give people, the doctors, wisdom and uh, to minister to her, Lord, and to give her the right medication, Lord, and to treat her, Lord. And thank I just you, pray, Jesus. thank you and praise you for this, oh God. That Hallelujah. And we, we ask in faith. Hallelujah. So in thank you. Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. In Jesus' name, yes. by his stripes, they yes. were healed. Yes. Amen. Amen. I have a few names I want to pray for who have been diagnosed with um, the coronavirus or um, are in the process of being diagnosed. The first one is Robert. I also have several that have come to me through my own ministry, um, phone ministry and, and internet ministry. I want to pray for Larry. I want to pray for um, um, Aunt, Dar Aunt Darlene. And I want to pray, there was one more, I can't remember her name, but God, you know her name. I pray for yes, these Jesus. specific people and everyone else that is friends and family or even that are just out there that are hearing this podcast. I pray anybody that has been diagnosed with coronavirus yes. be healed yes, Jesus. in the mighty name of amen, Jesus. Amen, amen. 
be healed. We declare it. Healing, restoration. I speak over lungs. I thank you, God, for healing lungs. I want to pray right now for um, people who are, are, have high-risk kinds of issues. I want to pray for people who have asthma or um, COPD or immune system concerns or are at an age where they are in that um, high-risk age. I speak over you right now. Guess Amen. what I'm going to pray? Amen. Psalm 91 protection. Amen. Psalm 91. Friends, there is therefore now no condemnation. Yeah. Maybe you say, but Cindy, I haven't been in that secret place. Show up today. Yeah. Show up tomorrow. God loves you. He will meet you right where you are at. I proclaim. I intercede. I proclaim Psalm 91 over all of those who have those predisposed issues in their body. And I call you strong, healthy, whole, protected. No weapon, I declare, no weapon formed against Amen. you shall prosper Amen. in Jesus' mighty name. Yes. Yes. I want to speak to the mountain of coronavirus right now. Yes. God tells us to do that. Yes. This is another example of using his word as a sword. Yes. Coronavirus. Amen. I am speaking to you right now. Yes. Bow. Amen. Bow to the name of Jesus, yes. the most high God. Yes. God is the most high. He is yes. above coronavirus. Yes. So coronavirus, I command you to die Amen. in Jesus' name yes. right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank I command you to wither and die in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I speak to lungs. I speak to coughs. I speak to fevers. Yes. I say, come down, be healed. Amen. In Jesus' holy name. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Um, Freddie, would you please pray right now for um, our leaders? Specifically, would you pray right now for the church, yes. the church of Jesus Christ yes. and the leaders in our country right now during the season that we're in? Yes. Thank you. Yes, Lord. We just bring our leaders to you, God, the church leaders, oh God. We pray, Lord, that you will just bless them, Lord, Edify them, Lord. Give them wisdom, O oh God. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, O oh God. Lord, anoint them, O oh God, to lead people, Lord, to be a witness and to be a blessing, not only to their congregations, Lord, but to people outside of the church, O oh God, yes. to people in the community, O oh God. Yes, this is a time where, Lord, yes, you, we are your hands and feet, O oh God. Yes, and so I pray for these leaders, Lord. I pray that they will be obedient. Yes. I pray that... All political issues will be set aside, but and and you yes, are the main yes, agenda, Lord. That, that yes, Lord. Uh, introducing people to you and and making sure yes. that people are getting well and yes. that people are going to hear the word and that they will uh, and that they can pray for people. Lord, give them opportunities, Lord. Open doors, like even now, Lord, to minister to people and to and to bring your peace into homes, Lord. To bring your word into people's homes, Lord to bring healing into yes. people's homes. Yes, God. Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you and that you will also like give them wisdom in the word that they yes. will be able to guide their congregations, Lord, and Thank lead you. them, Lord. Thank and bless you, Lord. them, Lord, protect them, bless their families yes, as well, Lord. Lord. And Lord, give them that authority, help them to to understand the authority of that in that Psalm 91, oh God, that you have given yes. us, Lord. Uh, revive our church, oh God, and the leaders in, in Jesus, Jesus name. name.
Amen. Father, I pray for the heart of our nation. I pray for our government and that we, the people, would humble ourselves and turn Amen. back to God and biblical foundations. I pray for unity in our country. I pray that once again, we would be one nation yes. under one Amen. God, Amen. indivisible in Jesus' name. I pray that we would come together. Father, I thank you that our president is agreeing with you in so many ways. He is agreeing with the sanctity of life. He is agreeing with the, the, um, the way that you designed man and women and marriage. He is agreeing with um, your will to heal. He is agreeing that we need to pray. Yes. He is agreeing that this is a, a Judeo-Christian nation. So, Father, I pray right now that you bless our president. Yes. I pray, Father God, that you bless, bless him and his staff, especially the coronavirus staff, especially the leaders that are coming together right now. I pray for wisdom. I pray for direction and discernment as they make prompt and wise decisions for our nation during this pandemic. Yes. Father, I pray for President Trump. I pray for angelic protection and assistance yes. over him and his family. I pray protection against any assassination attempt. I pray for physical, for mental, and for spiritual strength in our president. I pray, Father, for a deepening, growing, established relationship with you. I pray, Father, that corruption would be uncovered, that lies would be revealed, and the light of Christ would displace every darkness in this world. Yes. Freddie, would you please pray for the nation of Israel? Yes, Father God, we bring the nation of Israel to you, O oh God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will do what you have to do, Lord. We know that you already have a plan for them, Lord, but I pray that for your protection, Lord. I pray for wisdom for those leaders, O oh God. I pray for the people, O oh God. I pray that they will realize that they are your chosen children, O oh God, and that like many people are going to come to know the real Messiah, O oh God, in that nation. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will just protect them, help them, Lord, in every situation, Lord, in any negotiations or whatever they have to do, uh, has to happen, Lord, protect them, O oh God. And I pray that you will help them to do what is right, what is according to your word, O oh God. Bless their leaders, Lord. Protect them. Yes. And, and just, Lord, I pray that you will have your hand upon that nation, yes. O oh God, because it is yes. your chosen, chosen nation according to your word, yes. O oh God. So we just thank you, Lord, and pray and commit that request to you, O oh yes. God. Thank In you, Jesus. Jesus. holy name. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, I come to you right now with a heart for this body of Christ to have a heart of repentance. Repentance, Jesus, running to you, running to your, your truth, running into your arms, the arms of our Father. Father, I pray for a heart of repentance, changing frequencies, mm -hmm. changing from the frequency of the world, 
the news, the terror, the fear, the disease, the pandemic, and changing frequencies to you, to your love, to your promises, to your truth, to the power that you have given us as believers, the authority that you've given us as believers to take that, to conceive it, and to be a giver of good things. God, a heart of repentance. I pray for revival of souls. Revival. Father, I'll never forget all of those years ago when I was diagnosed with cancer. I came seeking healing. And I fell in love with you. Mm. I fell in love with the healer. I pray for revival in hearts right now. That as people come to you for healing, that their hearts are revived. Their hearts are fed. Their hearts are fueled. Their hearts come alive because they come to know you, the healer. And yes, they receive their healing in the midst. And finally, Father, I pray that we have ears to hear you and your direction for us to be your hands, your heart, your love, your compassion in this world that is hurting, that is afraid, that is sick. Show us how we can be the church from our own homes, from our own living rooms. Father, we thank you for all that you have done. You are the Lord of this nation. You are the Lord of your people. And yes, God, you are the Lord over this disease. We give you lordship and we trust you. You are faithful and we trust you. Amen. So friends, we are going to round out our hour with you tonight. Please come back tomorrow night. Every night at Rochester Christian Church, we are praying. We are the church. We are praying fervent, effectual prayer for our country. I also want to remind you that if you are reading the Old Testament this year together with Rochester Christian Church, you can get your your um, uh, resource online on the website. So go on Rochester Christian Church website and you can print out our, our plan, our, our focus for reading the Bible in the month of April. So I'm going to close right now. Say good night. We love you. God loves you. We are praying fervently and we will continue to yes. pray for you. God yes, bless you. We will be praying for some of the requests that people have sent. Okay, go ahead, Freddie. Well, I mean, just let's just name the names. Okay, thank yeah. you for reminding me. Yeah, Helen. Yeah, we are praying right now for pain to leave. Yes, in Jesus' holy name, Sherry. We're praying for your daughter-in-law, Tasha, who is on the front line and yes. is also waiting results from the coronavirus test on her own body. We pray for the elderly yes. in the nursing homes, especially those who aren't able to be with their Amen. loved ones right now, and we pray for Adam a friend of Crystal's brother who is also fighting for his life yes. right now. Amen. Yes. Life come. Yes. yes, Jesus. Life come. In Jesus' name we pray.
So God bless you all, and we'll Amen. be with you tomorrow night. Amen. Amen. Good night. Good night. Good night.